This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich, and today's episode is called How to Author Great Content, Even If You're Not a Great Writer. My guest today is Matt Harms. He is a New York-born and based ghostwriter and author coach. As a lifelong writer, Matt has learned from and adapted his various experiences in fields such as finance, project management, and real estate to help those with the desire to help make the world a better place. In the ghostwriting space, Matt prides himself on providing a voice for the voiceless working with clients who have a message of growth or inspiration that can make the world a better place. As an author coach, Matt partners with aspiring and experienced writers who do not want to have someone else write their story by helping to identify gaps and enhance strengths so they can take their projects to the next level. Matt is the author of Grow Up, No, Really, and Employed, a Career Readiness Manual books designed to help people enrich their lives through basic life skills and career readiness training. When he is not focused on helping others, Matt's other passions are writing works of fiction, both novels and screenplays, and spending time with his children. Matt Harms, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And we've we've talked in advance and uh, talked a lot about writing, and I think we share something in common, and that's clients and prospects who often come to this notion of writing thinking it's some magical art and they think I have the magic or most think I don't have the magic. And so they don't even try. How do we help those people get over this idea that, that writing is some magical art that's accessible only to the wizards? So I, I love that analogy because there is kind of a form of magic to polishing the words, but unlike other art forms, um, we were all born with the ability to speak and to, to use words, mm -hmm. right? Storytelling goes back to the caveman days, whether it's cave paintings or on tablets, we as human beings have always found a way to communicate a message. Yeah. Our job is really to help hone that message and polish it for the, uh, for the final reader. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and, and so in your bio, we talked about sort of two channels that you'll take. You'll work with business people as a ghostwriter, where you are doing the writing on their behalf. It, the work goes out under their name, but you're doing the writing. Let's talk about that first. The second, of course, is, is training and coaching them to improve the craft so that they can do the writing themselves. But in ghostwriting, how do you go about ensuring that 
the voice that ends up on the page is your clients, not Matt Harms just writing in your voice what the client tells you to write. That's a great question, Tom. Um, and I tell everybody, if you have the ability to write, writing's not the hard part. I can sit in front of a computer and churn out 5,000, 10,000 words in a day if I had to. But the hard part is making it sound like those words came out of the mouth of the client, mm. which makes the interesting kind of maybe talent people don't realize in ghostwriting is the ability to listen twice as good as you can write because you really have to hone in on certain words, phrases, um, mannerisms that your client is using when they speak and then make sure that's conveyed in the written word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and what I find so powerful about that concept is that even if you are doing the writing, what you really need to do is hone that skill of understanding the person. So I'm I'm talking about it in the in the context of marketing communication. So what we coach is that the storytelling is not your story, just blah, 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 Tom this, Tom that. Here's the garage where I invented my widget. It's about listening and knowing what your prospects are all about, what makes them tick. And in many ways, the best marketing writers, the best storytellers, even when they're writing in their own voice, are doing so in a way that reflects the the voice or the story or the feelings of the person they're writing to. And it's slightly turned. What you're doing as a ghostwriter, you're reflecting the feelings and the viewpoints and the perspective of the people you're writing on behalf, but the same skills are at play, listening, paying attention, empathizing, putting yourself in their shoes. I think it's a really important point you made. Absolutely. What 100% and <clears throat> ghostwriting, like any other endeavor in business, if you're going to start out on a project like writing a book, which you and I both know it, it's not simple, it's going to take some time. There's, there's a lot of work involved. You yep. got to start with a good strategy. You have to know who your audience is. What, what's the message you're conveying? What do you want your reader to walk away with? So if you build that strategy before you write word one, it's a lot easier to get the book to come out with exactly what the client's intended outcome is in mind. Yeah. And, and I think that's a critical point that the client, the person who's considering ghostwriting needs to understand that this is not just a case of dumping the dumping the job on somebody else. This uh, so much of the responsibility still depends on you. And if you are a business person who wants to get your story out there, whether it's with the help of a ghostwriter or not, you have to do the work of understanding your audience, understanding what you're trying to convey, understanding the stories that you wish to tell. You'll draw that out of them and help them articulate that as a ghostwriter. But a lot of the work and the responsibility still sits with the with the client. And, and you're just not going to be able to get good content out there whether you write it or whether you hire a ghostwriter, if you're not doing those things, understanding oh, your, yeah, thank you ahead. so much for using the responsibility word. Um, because that is another misconception. People think, well, I'm paying you this. I don't need to do anything anymore. <laughs> and that's really not the case because we don't have access to what's in their head. Right. We have to take it out, which means at the bare minimum, you have to show up and show up consistently so that we can do that, right? You, you don't start running a marathon and then stop midway through and then think you're going to get back, right? You lose that momentum. 
Yeah. So if you're not invested in showing up every time and, and giving the ghostwriter what they need to tell your story, it's not yeah. going to Yeah. And you know what, uh, what we're really getting at here is that there is more in common with the person who's delegated the writing to the ghostwriter and the person who chooses to write it themselves than most people think the both in both cases, there's some, there's some work that the, that the business person has to do. And really in the end, if the business person isn't doing that work, they're probably not able to run a good business because, you know, we're, what we're talking about is knowing your customers, knowing why they buy, knowing uh, what the underlying narrative of the of the the product, the service, the business itself is. Again, you'll help draw that out in and and make sure they articulate it in the right way. But in both cases, whether you're writing yourself or whether you're hiring a ghostwriter, if you can't do that. If you can't take responsibility for that stuff, don't bother. You know, it's funny. I never looked at it like that, but that's a really great point because a book is part of usually someone's business initiative. They're going to use it as a business tool. So this is something they're putting their business's time and resources into. So if they're not willing or able to do what needs to be done to get the project done, that's probably going to be reflective of other business business initiatives they try to take on. Right, right. And, and, and so for that business person who's preparing to write a book or to hire a ghostwriter, what are some of the specific things? I mean, what, what, what are some of the checklist items that you hope they come to the table with? Number one, understanding that there's a time commitment, making mm-hmm. sure that you realize you're going to have to make yourself available for a bare minimum, two hours a week, one of those hours for speaking and getting information out, the other for reviewing what's presented to you, because at yeah. the end of the day, you have to sign off on what the ghostwriter does and make sure that you are happy with it, that you're proud of it, that you would want to put your name on it. So that's number one. And then number yeah, two, and I'll, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt before you get to number two. Um, you, you set that tip up or that task up in the, in the frame of the working with the ghostwriter, but the same is true. If you're going to be doing the writing as well, setting aside time committing, you know, might be two hours, might be half hour in either case, again, sort of a common set of, of responsibilities show up for work. That's, 100%. That's number one. All right. On to number two. Number two is realize, again, that strategy that we cannot direct your book. Mm-hmm. You need to tell us what you're looking to accomplish and what you want. Like, what are the major themes that you want in the book? This isn't what, you know, I could talk to you for 10 minutes, Tom, and say, well, this is what I think you should write about, but that's no good, <laughs> right. right? You have to be the one to tell us what you want to accomplish. And then we can guide you to take the right steps to get that information out. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. What uh, Number three, keep going. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> I'm, putting you on the, I'm putting you on um, the spot, Matt. <laughs> number three is realize that transparency is really important. Yeah. I found that a lot of people think or, or they, I catch them censoring themselves. I'm like, I don't know if I want to put that in the book or I don't know if we should say that. And in the writing process itself, I like people to know that you got to throw that out the window. 
You've got yeah. to kind of lay it all on the table. And then as the book progresses, we may decide, okay, we really don't need that. Maybe that's a little too much, uh, but don't censor yourself in the beginning because otherwise yeah. you're going you're to miss out on some potentially really good content. Yeah. I love that advice. And, you know, in the end, what you're talking about here is authenticity, being human, showing a little bit of vulnerability. And if you do that, you're not sacrificing whatever authority you're establishing by putting the book out there. You are, you are just making human connection. And, and one of the things that we coach is that it begins the stories that you end up telling about yourself have to have some relevance to the journeys and the stories that your prospects are going through. If you're just, if you just tell some story about blah, 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 here's the garage. I use this, that phrase all the time. Here's the garage where I invented my widget. Nobody cares about that unless your story has some reflection on, on their story. And if the story you're sharing is one of vulnerability or one of, of you know, authentic uh, authenticity, a struggle that you've been through, if it reflects on a struggle that they're going through as well, oh, you're building that human connection and people are going to uh, love it. It's not, it, not going to hurt you. It's going to help you build that connection with your, your readers and your prospects. That actually leads me into a number four that I didn't know I had, which <laughs> is, I love... I want people to realize that, and don't take this the wrong way, your idea is not original, right? There is, there is a million books written on every subject you can possibly imagine. So don't come in and think, well, oh, someone else wrote it. I can't write it. Or don't come in thinking no one else has written it because they have. But it's that human connection. No one cares how great you are. What they care is, can they relate to you? Can they relate to where you were, what you went through, and how you got to where you're at? That's yep. what makes certain books in a in a certain genre more successful than others because people can relate to the author. Yeah, and and I am so so glad that you said it because it's something that we talk about all the time at Story Power Marketing. Information is not enough. If you put it, whether it's in a book, a blog post, or an email, somebody has shared that information. Somebody has shared that tip, uh, and and. And if all you're doing is dishing out the same old information, it's going to come off as just blah, 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 boring. But every story and every detail of your life is unique and entertaining and can be captivating. And so if you wrap that information in those stories, then people are going to be able to relate. People are going to tune in. People are going to know, like, and trust you. So really a great, great point that you just made there, Matt. Hey, I, I want to ask you about your book, your first book, Grow Up, No Really. I I imagine, I, just, I haven't had a chance to read it, but I imagine that there are some stories, some vulnerability, some, uh, uh, some details that in there that uh, just the title of the book <laughs> sort of draws me in. I, uh, I, uh, it's a funny title and I imagine there are some funny stories in the book. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. The, the whole premise of the book was birthed on a period of my life where I was reflecting on how I wound up where I was at and the job I hated and <laughs> yeah. I back to the advice I got when I was younger that you have to go to college and get a good job. Mm -hmm. So I got a finance degree graduated with a considerable amount of student debt and realized no one ever taught me how to balance a checkbook. No one mm. ever taught me what the, you know, the financial difference between renting and owning or 
um, the different types of insurance, all of these basic things that as an adult, once you're out of college and, and you start your life, you kind of need to know where you're going to start throwing money out the window by making bad choices. So I do reflect back on some moments of my own life where I wish I knew some of these skills and kind of said that you didn't even know you didn't know it until it happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. You learn it 10 years later and you look back and go, Oh my God, I've been doing this all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, tell me, uh, uh, share with us a little bit of the experience. That was your first book. Is that right? Yeah, that was actually my second book. Oh, that was your second book. And so the first book was the other one, uh, employed a career readiness manual, correct? Yes. Yeah. And uh, so share with us a little bit of your own journey and so you wrote the book. You didn't hire a ghostwriter. And for those who want to go down that path of writing the book themselves, what are some of the key lessons you learned in writing your first and your second book that you take to the training that you share with your clients when you help them write a book? So number one, and it's probably number one through 10, because if, if you can't do this, you're never going to get anywhere. And we mentioned it or alluded to it earlier is you've got to schedule the time. Yeah. Not just the, Hey, I'm, I'm going to write today, or I'm going to try to write today. It has to go on your calendar and yep. you have to give yourself no let in my personal opinion, no less than three or four time blocks a week. Mm -hmm. Because life's going to happen. Not every time you sit in the front of your computer or your notebook is, is it going to flow? So if you're only giving yourself one day a week and that happens to be a bad day, you're going to lose momentum quicker than you know, and you're just not going to follow through on the project. But Amen. if you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m., I'm sitting down for 30 minutes and whatever happens, happens, you're undoubtedly going to get some momentum. No, I've not met anyone in my life who wanted to write a book, who scheduled time and never got anything done. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. Yep. Number two. I'm going to hold you to three again this time. Maybe, maybe in the course of the conversation, we'll discover a fourth. Okay. Uh, number two, don't be your own worst enemy. Mm, Too many mm. people, when they start to write a book, the first thing, and we see this in our coaching clients, is it's not good enough. They mm. have this, like, no one wants to hear what I have to say. Yep. If you really believe that, then you shouldn't be writing a book. Like, you've, you've got to believe that you have a worthwhile message and envision what you want to accomplish by the book being out there, right? Is yep. it just to say to yourself, I did it? Is it to help other people? Is it a combination of the both? Because remembering your why is going to help you when it, times get rough. Yeah. And, and so many people, I'm glad you brought this one up. So many people get stuck in the perfection problem. They may even believe that they have something worthwhile to say, but they draft it. And then they feel like oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't get it quite right in there. And they're spending time circling back and rewriting and circling back and rewriting and trying to make it perfect. And they never move forward. So you can block time. But if you block time and all you're doing is reworking toward perfection, the first chapter of the book, uh, you'll never get to the second chapter. You have to just keep moving forward. And ultimately, you have to release the work, even if it's not. Perfect. Nothing's perfect. 100%. Yeah. Number three. Okay. Number three. Uh, writing is a team sport. Mm. Believe it or not. I mean, a lot of it is solitary, but a good editor can make a bad writer good and a good writer great. Mm -hmm. So I find too many people think one, that they can do everything on their own or two, that they're supposed to do everything on their own, which is completely not true. That's why we have editors. That's why yep. we have cover designers, marketing people. If your goal is to write the book, bring in other people who are experts at what they do. 
and yep. let them help you. Because I write, I don't I can't even count how many words I write a week. I can't edit my own stuff. So my client projects, I have people on my team who read behind me to make sure I didn't make mistakes. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and I we all have read that self-published book that was written by the person who clearly didn't get that piece of advice, who who just drops the words on the page. It feels like you're reading the first draft. It feels like it's clear an editor never laid eyes on this thing. And it undermines your authority. It undermines your credibility when you put work out that way. So amen. Team sport. Oh my God. You have another? um, I want to actually piggyback on that for a minute because not... Having a book is a tremendous boost to credibility, to professional, uh, whatever your industry is, having a book just makes you seem more authoritative than not. However, having a bad book does more damage than not having a book at all. Amen. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, you know, because people know we're not fooling people out there. People know how easy it is and and easy may not be the right word but they know how just about anybody who wants to put a few thousand words down can hire somebody to to put it in book form and get themselves the the right ISBN number and put the thing out on Amazon the the barrier to entry in book publishing is so much lower than it was just 10 or 20 years ago when you had to find yourself a, a publisher or finding self-publishing was much more difficult. It's so easy now to get a book out to the world and up on Amazon. And so people aren't fooled by the mere fact that you have a book. People are going to open the book, read the words, and make judgment about you. And if it's garbage, if it's, if it's uh, sloppy, they're they're gonna judge you accordingly. So yeah, and they're gonna think, assume that's how you run your business. And if right. your goal from writing a book is to get new clients, or no, no one's gonna want to work with you because they're gonna assume that if you put this out for the world, you must do everything like that. Yeah, yeah, precisely. And um, uh, speaking of wanting to work with you, what does it look like when somebody calls up Matt Harms and says, "Hey, I'm interested in." writing a book what what's the what's the process both on the ghostwriting side or on the on the coaching side uh, so the first thing we do for everyone is a, a 30 minute consultation uh, we have two different tools that we use one is a 10 question checklist um, that mm-hmm. goes back to developing that strategy we spoke about earlier so just asking them 10 yes or no questions seeing hopefully they have more than five yeses that we know we're kind of in the right direction if not, we're going to set the expectation that we really need to finish the strategy of the book. Then we move into the second tool, which is a, a much more granular book planner, where we talk about the elevator pitch, mm-hmm. um, one sentence description of the book. Where are you going to, what are your main topics going to be? How are we organizing them? Do they have to go chronologically? And really kind of seamlessly building that strategy and then figuring out with the client, okay, now that we know this, are you comfortable writing it? with us coaching you, or do you want us to write it for you? And at that point, the client kind of makes the determination. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. And the, the foundation that you lay through that process, the questionnaires, the, the entry process, it gives the writer the building blocks they need to begin to assemble the pieces of the book. 
And of course, if you're ghostwriting, you're organizing and putting those building blocks together, which, which circles us back to the beginning that this thing is not, it's not a magic art. You don't have to be a creative unicorn. We talk about that all the time here at Story Power Marketing, that it's craft, it's process, schedule the time, put in the work, fill out the sheets, have the conversations with your coach. And all of a sudden these things can be assembled. Yeah, they're, they're, is an element of creativity about it, but all of us have a creative well within us that we can tap if we block time, if we show up for work, if we gather the building blocks and put in the and put in the effort. Yeah, I'm not just saying this because I writing happens to be a talent of mine, but of all of the creative arts, I do believe it is one that has the lower barrier of entry since we all have the ability to use words. Yeah, there's no artist in the world that can help me paint. I'm not going to sit down in front of a canvas and ever paint you anything worthwhile, no matter how much you help me. But yeah, even if you watch that guy on public television with the big Afro, what's that guy's name? Bob Bob Ross. Yeah. Yeah. I, everybody says he, he can make any help anybody paint. I don't buy it. I don't buy it either. Like that, that sculpting, (laughs) give me a piece of clay. It's still going to look like a piece of clay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're right. And, and you know both you and i write and and we both believe we're good at it and at the same time it is an accessible art it is a craft it can be learned it can you can develop the skills and if you don't have the time and you don't want to take it on yourself ghostwriters are a great way to go too yeah uh, I'm sure you've had more than one client in your days who's never written anything before that yeah. to finish a book, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how does somebody get in touch with you and and what's the first thing that, that you provide to them if they get to your website or wherever it is they find you? Um, easiest thing to do would be to go to penforhirenyc.com. There's a, uh, there's a link there. You can download that book planning checklist that I mentioned earlier um, simply by entering your email address. Uh, we offer everyone that inquires through our website a 30-minute free consultation. Like I mentioned earlier, they could also reach out just directly to me, Matt, M-A-T-T, at penforhirenyc.com. Um, all of our social media is penforhirenyc. And and what so what social platforms are you on? Uh, we are on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. Um, and LinkedIn. Beautiful, beautiful. And and I actually that prompted that prompted a question. Once you put together a book, I, I guess this is more a statement than a question. Once you put together a book, you have a gold mine of content for putting out there on social media. So um, the the book, all of a sudden you can pull this piece or that piece or reference to this thing that you said in the book and that you can put out on Facebook or LinkedIn or TikTok or whatever social platforms you have. So the effort that you put into putting together a book is not in a vacuum. It's you can repurpose content and it works the other way, by the way, if if you have been putting content out on a blog or an email or in social, those are building blocks that you can bring to the book. So I think it's really important, and I, I'll let you chime in on this, 
really important to think about your book and all of your content as part of a broad whole, not something that you're producing in a vacuum. Absolutely. Content is king. And as an expert in your field, as a thought leader, 95% of the time, everything that you do ties in in some way, right? Yeah. It may not all be in the same book, but you if you're already putting content out on your LinkedIn, you have a blog, that that doesn't live in a vacuum. Like you said, take it. Let, let's put it together. Let's see how we can repurpose it. Once you put the book together, um, highlight the pieces that you can use in other places. Um, we have clients who have courses. The course is a foundation for the book because mm-hmm. you're just presenting the information in a different way. Your book can be turned into a course later. Um, there's just so many different ways to use it to bring people into your universe because not all of your audience is going to be in the same place and they're not all going to consume the same type of content. Right. Right. Amen to that. Any parting thoughts, Matt? Um, no, I mean, it, it's been a pleasure. I I enjoyed our conversation. I, I guess the last thing I'd like to say to your audience is if you're thinking, if you've ever thought of writing a book, don't discount yourself. You absolutely have something that someone, not everyone, right? Nothing can ever be written for everyone. If you're trying to write for everyone, you're missing the mark, but yeah. everyone has something someone needs or wants to hear. So just get in touch with somebody who can help you if you're if you're doubting yourself. Yep. And Matt's a great place to start. So reach out to Matt. All the links that we talked about, the social, uh, the social addresses, the website, so on and so forth, all that's going to be in the show notes. So go and find Matt, start the conversation, get your book out there. And Matt Harms, we'll see you down the road. Thanks so much. Tom, thank you so much. listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.